Hey Jugheads, welcome back to the Crack House. I'm your host as always, Sam King, but I can't hold back the smile. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, it's really hot in Chicago today. Aren't you aren't you glad though? Yes, actually, I'm extremely glad. I, I've come to just accept that like I don't do well in the cold anymore. I used to do well in the cold when I was a kid. I moved away and then I had to walk everywhere and then immediately hated the cold. Yeah, I've always hated the cold, and and everyone, everyone who's like, oh, the heat is worse. I'm like, no, you're just a weakling. You can't regulate your body temperature. It's called sweat. Exactly. Now, my 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 grandmother, God rest her soul, made a great point in her lifetime where she was like, you can never take enough off, but you can always put enough on. To which I do agree with. Yeah, no, she's correct there, but also it doesn't matter because my blood is cold. I just love being absurdly like hot. Like, I don't know what it is. I just really like an extreme amount of heat because whenever you get a chance to cool off in any capacity, it's like the best feeling imaginable. Yeah, well, it's it's different when you're warming up like in a building because when you go into a building after being in the cold, you're still freezing. Yeah, I I like that, though. I, I just like that sudden shift of like, like back when I was in college, I'd use the sauna all the time in the short eight weeks I worked out. <laughs> and... um basically you'd be in there for like 20 minutes you'd just stay in there as long as possible and then you'd walk out and two steps forward the coolest 55 degree pool ever it was perfect yeah no that sounds awesome um or you could jump into freezing water i've never have you ever did you do the fucking ice bucket challenge when that happened like fucking eight years ago i was i was dared to do the ice bucket challenge and i well and the thing is my neighbor actually had als Okay. Um we he uh, we watched him die of ALS. And and it was a fucking nightmare. Like it was really sad and hard to see. Um and when people were like ice bucket challenge for ALS, I thought this is the dumbest shit ever. Like because because I I knew that I could get drenched in a bucket of ice or I could walk next door and visit this guy whose body was failing. And who had to talk via his eyeballs, um, and via, via, like, a, basically, like, he, he had a thing where he would glance at a keyboard, and it would track the movement of his pupils, and then when he blinked, it would confirm a word. I hate hearing stories like that. and I kept thinking, like, why would I ever do the ice bucket challenge? I, I think it was, like, a moment of, of me being, like, all of these trends don't do anything. Because let me remind you... The ice bucket challenge, if you dumped the fucking ice on your head, that means you did not have to donate to oh my God, the ALS charity. Yes, that was the whole meme. Was it's you either give money or you do the ice bucket challenge. That's insane. So basically, the option was, because everyone was doing the ice bucket challenge, and I yes. think people thought it was do it to spread awareness of Lou Gehrig's, but no, it was so you didn't have to pay money. Is that true? I... That's how I, because I remember I followed an old teacher of mine in, in, uh, in, from junior high when I was in high school on Facebook. And I saw he made a post where he's like, oh, I missed my deadline to do the ice bucket challenge. So I'm going to give 50 bucks to the, the, oh, what a, what a tragedy. Oh, I had to give money. Well, no, no, he was being, he was being cool about it. This was a cool guy. 
No, he was no, like, but I, I mean, I mean, like, what a tragedy in general. Like, just this idea of like, oh, it's a shame. I missed my deadline for the ice bucket challenge, so I guess I have to actually be productive in research for Lou Gehrig's disease. That makes me even more glad when I saw someone challenge me to the ice bucket challenge. I just straight up ignored it, and I went over to Dan's house. That was his name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, and I, I remember asking him, like, how do you feel about all this ice bucket challenge bullshit? What'd he say? Well, he said in his computer, he said in his computer voice, it hasn't helped me at all. So it's, it's dumb or like something like that. Like, and, and he was always a really sarcastic, like sardonic guy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think like he was, it was, it was more of a case of he, he was being jovial about it rather than bitter. Like, like, oh, well, all these ice buckets aren't allowing me to breathe. So it doesn't matter. Um. But, um, but, like, it was, it was really stupid. Uh, the whole ice bucket challenge thing was so dumb. And, like, all, all of these, like, passive progressive movements, like, when, 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 like, I think, I think the thing is people feel powerless and they want to feel like they're doing something. And, and I, I that's a very human and very understandable thing. Like, when there was the terrorist bombing in France, you know, and everyone yeah. changed their icons to the French, like, flag, um, you know that made people feel better, and and there's value there. You know, there, there's there's value to that uh, in a very you know at at a very like sympathy kind of level of like oh I I feel so powerless I can't do anything but this this makes me feel at least a little bit better and I I, I don't agree that people should be miserable just to like just to be miserable like oh this horrible thing happened so you should feel bad and feel sad and that's you know that like no people you know people people deserve to to keep their spirits up because they can't be productive if they're mired in misery you know like it it really is a a case of like you can't feel bad about everything or else you're you're gonna die and and become a twitter sociopath who the only outlet for them being a Twitter sociopath and feeling bad all the time is to just hurt everyone else around them. Yeah, so just a forewarning for everyone. I had a serious, a very serious realization. This is, this is not going to be a fun episode, the, I the, the first half of this is definitely not going to be a fun episode. But I, I, had, a, I had a realization over, over the weekend. We're recording this on, on Sunday, uh, May 24th. Date's important. And I had a realization over, the, over, over this past weekend about about twitter and it and it all came when i was out on my fucking way to go pick up fucking weed from the dispensary i get a message from my buddy uh my good buddy billy who's a big wrestling fan uh told me about a, a young wrestler 22 uh hanakin Mura, fucking killed herself um because of a, an insane amount of online harassment now i don't know if twitter is where she got a majority of harassment Chances are, uh, she was a Japanese wrestler. Primarily, might have been like a Japanese probably, social media possibly place. Twitter and Instagram, I believe, because I I read somewhere that she was also posting images of self harm to Instagram. Yeah, so also stuff on IG too, and it just sort of was a straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, we've been doing this show for like eight weeks now. I feel like we've opened up the show bitching about Twitter at least two or three times. Yes, and and it just hit me where I was like, shit, this platform fucking kills people now. Like, alongside every other grievance I have, both big and small, this was just the one where it's like, okay, I can no longer participate on this platform in any 
serious matter beyond the minimal amount I have to put in as someone who is an online content creator. And that's something I do want to get into like a bit later. But yeah, so what I did was I still want to have this platform open because again, I'm a video creator. I need to get my stuff out there. I need to have a, a presence on this platform. Unfollowed everyone. So I only follow the Miku's Crackhouse Twitter account now and uh, will just no longer be be tweeting and using that account. I made a like a private account not related to me at all to uh that follows literally nothing but game news accounts and anytime i see like a like tweet i just mute the account from whatever it's from just so i can still get a decent feed of game news so i'm at least caught up on that but yeah other than that i'm gonna try to slowly wane off and hopefully never have to touch it again that's that's the ideal and i and i moved to twitter primarily because discord was very overwhelming i got like 15 dms a day and like and it got to a point where i was just dming people so much that i wasn't actually doing anything um and ironically enough, Twitter has just replaced that in literally every way. Yeah. Um, where where now, if I, like, Twitter, I'll just, like, check it if I'm doing nothing at all. And it's like, isn't that the, that defeats the purpose, you know? That defeats the point of, of, of it. Because, like, Twitter, Twitter for me has become, like, my only social media platform to a very dangerous degree where it's basically how I keep in contact with most people. And I keep thinking, like... I I have two options, which is go back to Discord and be swamped with conversations all day, or stay on Twitter and just be bombarded with information all day that I'm that I feel inclined to respond to because I have no impulse control. Like I'm not I'm not gonna pretend it's Twitter's fault that I have no impulse control and I can't you know and I can't and I need that stimulation. But like it's it's reached a point where like I'm not doing anything. I'm like crippled by social media. Uh, and that's, that's my fault. Like, uh, you know, that, that's my fault. I, I understand that the algorithm of social media and Twitter is, is very much made to keep you on the website, but I, I still have the free will to not do it. But like, it's gotten to a point where like, I just, I'll go, I'll log on to Twitter and I'll see like a dumb take about something. And I'll just get angry. And like, that will be the rest of my day. That's, that's me. That is me. But it's every time I open the app, it's always something different. It's really is a grab bag of piss and shit and, and dried cum. You never know what you're going to get when you it's, put it's your hand. It's always going to be a miserable nightmare. It's always going to be a nightmare. And it's, it's always a shame and it it sucks because there are some accounts there are some accounts that really do nothing but bring me great great joy one of which i would hope to get on the podcast in, in the future as one of the last good twitters around but at the same time i just get so angry every time i open it about whatever and i never want to express it because twitter's 280 characters is the double-edged sword that makes and breaks the platform because it makes it so you get the best snip at its best you get the best snippets of what's happening with your with your friends with industries you care about in the world around you on the other hand 280 characters is a very 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 limited amount to explain or express complex ideas or conversations or arguments and that's where all the problems I think stem from, or a majority of them stem from people just not being able to either fully express themselves on a platform in which you have so little words to do so. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's like, but it's reached a point where like every fucking time that you log into Twitter, you'll see like a trending hashtag, which is someone is over party. Oh yeah. So the one, and then this, I mean, I already dated the show. I literally said the fucking day, uh, but I saw it yesterday, like Doja cat was <laughs> over and I'm like, you mean the bitch? I'm a cow girl. Like what? Here's the thing. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm out of touch 
But, like, isn't Doja Cat already over by the basis of she hasn't done anything anyone cares about in eight trillion years? I, I mean, that's sort of the thing is like, here's the deal. I like the bitch I'm a cow music video because it's a sick lo-fi beat and it's fucking funny. But like, I could not care about anything else she has done in the last year and a half since bitch I'm a cow or this one's called Moo, I think. But yeah. why? I just why does anyone care? And that's sort of the other thing. And this is just a social media problem in general and also stems from decades of how we treat celebrities and like parasocial relationships because i think like the core of cancel culture stems from that we people just like stand motherfuckers so hard that are normal human beings and probably shouldn't be stand by anyone that doesn't mean you can't like them but like to me you know standing them which is most fandoms is just hardcore worship of an individual and that's not good because then when that person lets you down or they do something you disagree with you feel the need to fucking kill your god that well that, that's the thing because people people call me a hideo kojima stan and i and i i like draw a line where i go no i'm a hideo kojima fanboy but i'm also one of the most critical people of hideo kojima on the planet in a way where where i'm not like it's it's not a case of like every time he does something wrong I'm like yeah it's cuz he's the worst at everything and and he was he was good and now he's not. It's a case of like I take the good with the bad and it just is. Because that's that's what you should do if you're a fan of something is you should be capable of of recognizing okay, I have indulged so much in this. I also recognize enough of the consistent weaknesses and consistent trends that I'm not a fan of because that's just a part of the property. If you have to be a fan of something because it's 100... Like, for example, like, in if I'm reading JoJo... Yeah, I was... This was literally my example. Yeah, like, oh, oh, this great plot point I was, I was really looking forward to. I guess it's just not gonna happen because Araki forgot to write it. Like... Yeah, like... Like, I... I that's just me being, like... Like, my favorite parts are the ones with the least amount of dropped subplots, and that, that's just me, personally, but I'm not gonna get on a part's case because it has a dropped subplot. Because that's just, like, how he writes. That's just how Araki writes, and it's kind of take it or leave it. And I think that's kind of the beauty of, like, most manga, is that it's, hey, it's done like this, and you either will love it, or you won't like it yeah and well and that that's my thing with with like hideo kojima is when whenever people are like oh there's so many cringy lines i'm like yeah it's great like people like do you re do you really want characters to say things that don't make you cringe horribly like that's the appeal like uh, for me anyways um because yeah like like you can take every now and then you'll hear like a great line that just like it just fucking hits you or like I, I think I, I have a lot more respect and uh, for Metal Gear Solid Five and Death Stranding than I think a lot of people do because I just it it proves that Hideo Kojima is really fucking good at at making you feel something without a word because he's just such a good cinematographer and he's 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 great with music and he's great with gameplay um and he and he's great with just like really evocative shots and and what I love about that is you play a Kojima game for all of this these great silent elements and then someone opens their mouth and you're like oh fuck like this man this man barely understands the human language it's so <laughs> this bad is card five door i, I don't, don't have card five yeah like like mgs2 is the most quotable game of all time because every line in that game besides like the patriot speech is so stupid 
in some way. Like it's like it's like being in a nightmare. Where you, you can't, can't wake, wake up, up from. from. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Or Colonel, I've got Emma Emmerich here. We've, We've managed, managed to, to avoid, avoid drowning. drowning. <laughs> good job. Get her back to shell one. Or um um, are you Ames? You're Ames, aren't you? Yeah, it's like all the all these. Great... This must be Ames. Yeah, <laughs> this must be Ames. And Ames. then and then they piss their pants because why the because Hideo Kojima really likes Omurashi. Like because why the fuck not? That that for me is like the fun of being a fan is is being like or like um you know like I'm a I'm a big fan of Zelda and one of the best parts about being a Zelda fan is shit talking Zelda games baby like, oh 100% yeah, that's one the of the, fun. that's one of the best parts of being a fucking Sonic fan is because when you get a good game the high is so ungodly high yeah and and meanwhile I think Sonic fans are sort of like like clumped together in their in their yeah I understand that that, that this fan or that these games are typically terrible no, I think truly, I truly believe you won't meet you won't meet a group of people more critical of Sonic than Sonic fans. Yeah, because like, because they should be exactly because it's like perfect example. I always bring up is like back in the day when every reviewer worth their salt took a took a swing at Sonic 06. The people who weren't Sonic fans and were on the train played Wave Ocean and then stopped because they couldn't beat the mock speed level. Meanwhile, all the you know well known Sonic fans on YouTube have like three and a half hour reviews some call me johnny's reviews 50 minutes like an in-depth breakdown of the story and every single fucking minute issue with that game that, that's the like, thing that bugs me is whenever people bring up like how bad sonic 06 is i'm like i guarantee you didn't fucking beat it like like you you watched the game grumps let's play that was 90 fucking hours long because because even by the standards of like sonic 06 the game grumps are just bad at playing games and it took oh, 100%. 90, 90 hours more than it needed to um and and like so whenever people are like yeah sonic 06 is is terrible i'm like yeah of course it is but you know what's even worse is like th there there's there's sonic adventure which i think is a is a piece of garbage i think sonic adventure is is significantly better than than 06 no but i think i think it's worse because because you get these really good moments and then you get fucking trash and like the 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 highs and lows of that game are like something people don't acknowledge. Like like it's more it's more a case of like you know what's worse is Sonic Adventure is like this this thing that people only remember five percent of or like you, yeah oh okay or, yeah, okay yeah it's like or, we're you, on the same boat here yeah. because I'll I, although I will say this again as someone who who self identifies as a huge like Sonic fan and is has watched a lot of Sonic content. We've definitely seen a pretty significant shift in how Sonic Adventure One okay, is remembered. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't kept up with that, but but I I remember I had a friend who he invited me over to his place. It was me, another friend of ours who I I I would actually love to have on the podcast. Um, if okay, she, if she agrees to it. But like, um, and and my ex girlfriend at the time, and uh, and and he sat us down and he's like, "We're gonna beat Sonic Adventure in one night." Um, and we tried, and I think I've it, had a couple of those. Yeah, I th I think we got to like Amy's stage. It was like four a.m. and like I could yeah, tell my ex like, was getting tired, and I was like, let's just go home. Like I don't I don't want to keep you here. <laughs> I don't need to see the end I, of this. I I, I and, well, here's the thing. Like in in hindsight, first of all, because she's my ex, and second of all, because I really would have loved to stay there the entire time. I sort of regret taking her. I I, I just think it was just a really bad look. That was a bad bad move. Sonic Adventure. Do not take don't take your girl to a Sonic Adventure well, one well, like, like one she, night playthrough. She play was through. like a kind of like a meme kind of person, and I was like, okay, like she she'll get a kick out of this. And then it turns out like she really wasn't communicating the fact that like she 
that wasn't her kind of world. Like that level yeah. of like Kusoge was just not familiar to her. You know, like like again, like I I think it was a case of her like being like, oh, I watched a playthrough of Sonic 06 by Peanut Butter Gamer or you know someone like that. Um, and, and I, and I got like, so whenever, like, I, I get irrationally mad when people talk about how bad Sonic 06 is, because I'm like, there, there's, there's Sonic 06, which is fucking garbage, of course, everyone knows that, but like, you also have Sonic Forces, the blandest game of all time. Oh, arguably, arguably, so real quick, because I want to talk about Forces, but real quick, I want to say this about Sonic Adventure before we, before we leave this, because you reminded me of a moment that, uh, my good buddy and, uh, Billy and fellow Sonic fan, we had a moment which we dubbed the Sonic Adventure moment, and it was we went, we were doing another our tenth playthrough or whatever of our in our time of friendship of knocking out Sonic Adventure one in one night, similar to what you guys did because we can knock out the game pretty fast. We did just Sonic Story, and we were like, this is bad. Like it was just a complete realization of like, this is not working. Sonic controls kind of like shit. Like we experienced a bunch of like glitches and weird deaths, and it was like this is bad. And the rest of the game we already knew is significantly worse. So what's the point in continuing? There, there. That's that's sort of the thing for me. Is it's like, like whenever people are like, yeah, Sonic 06 is awful. I'm like, you you know that from a let's play. I know that not only from playing it twice, but also from playing other Sonic games that are also similarly bad. Like I I will always maintain that that my least favorite Sonic game is Lost World because Lost World is the biggest waste of everybody's time on God's Green Earth, and it killed my enthusiasm <laughs> for Sonic at a moment when Sonic was inclining. Because Generations is still so fucking good. Yeah, it's not the worst, but it's my least favorite. And again, I, I've mentioned multiple times my favorite is Unleashed, um, which people give me shit for all the time. But like, Unleashed just Unleashed has happy. way more merits than most Sonic games. And, it, and it's like, and it, and it, and the level design is strong. Like, you know, the 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 speed mechanics are strong. The Werehog isn't bad enough that that I I, I it makes the it makes the game like miserable. Like. And this is in comparison to, like, half of the content in, you know, half the, the 2D side-scrollers and Sonic Colors, half of the, you know, the, the content in, you know, in Forces, like, the rest of Sonic Adventure. Like, if you compare, like, the, the quality of the Werehog to the quality of most other non-Sonic stages, like, it's, you could do worse. And that and that's sort of my argument. It's like, look at the, just look at the combo list. You know what I mean? Like, like you'll find a combo that you actually enjoy executing and, and, and just do that for a while. And it's like everybody talks about like oh sonic 06 is so bad and it's such a normie perspective to be like why why like why is it that when you land in the water you it, it, you stop for a moment it's like a, a plane oh you stop on the loop-de-loops i'm like yeah you did wave ocean and stop like i could i could talk to you about the ball puzzle all day it's like yeah i can yeah i could i really could write a whole i could write a whole 40 minute fucking college essay thesis i'm like why this game is one of just the worst pieces of shit ever fucking made. Like, I, I have such a deep hatred, and it's because I played the whole thing, and every part has problems. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a good part of Sonic 06. I always say if you if 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 the game was quote unquote glitch free, it would still be a one out of ten in my yeah, book. Yeah, because it's a, just a lame game. It just sucks. It's horrible. But that's that's enough fucking Sonic. There is actually transfer off to that because it, it plays into something that I, I did this week. One of the few things I did this week in our time in quarantine. I did a fucking archaeological dig in my room and I pulled out 2012's Nintendo Wii U. Oh my god, tell me about this. And and let me tell you, I had a, I had a ride. So, first of all, getting this bastard set up was a pain in the ass. Just because of like my 
my my setup is for my computer and hooking anything up's a complete pain in the ass. Um, so I I end up getting that all situated. I pull out the gamepad for the first time in years, the dustiest I've ever seen anything in my with my own two eyes, just filled with dust. I had to wipe that off. I do not like the feel of the gamepad at all. Especially after multiple hours of holding the switch, it's like shit. This really does feel like a Fisher Price toy. Like just when you like, if you kind of just take the tablet and like shake it, you can hear it like rattle a bit, and it's great. So what I did was I booted up uh, the Wii U, and I had all my games on there that I bought digital uh, that I bought digitally, and was scrolling through them. I played a couple of them. So one game I played was Kung Fu Rabbit. What? Which I distinctly remember. Yeah, it was a Wii U exclusive 2D indie platformer called Kung Fu Rabbit. I think I bought it because it was two bucks. Um, it's as good as a game is at two dollars. Um, sorry, Gunman Clive. Uh, but it's oh my god! I was like, this is some of the worst platforming I've ever done. Done, and I remembered playing it after I like booted it up. I was like, oh shit! I remember playing this like in on the fucking toilet, like because that's what it was. It was my fucking toilet game. It's like, all right, I got to knock out. I gotta knock out a fucking deuce in the fucking bathroom. Let me take this gamepad in there real quick and fucking Play beat Kung Fu five Rabbit. levels of Kung Fu Rabbit. And then another, and then I, I was kind of actually shocked at how many games I actually didn't have downloaded on my Wii U. And I went to, and then I opened up the Wii section because I'm like, what, what games that I have downloaded from WiiWare? And I had Sonic 4 Episode 1, and I booted that up, and I was met with like the best three out of 10 defining, like that is my new defining three out of 10 game. The defi- the division had the division's crown has been lost. It is now Sonic four episode ones. And let me tell you the Wii U, I always shit on it. And I feel like pretty good in that. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I can stand by all that. Um, one thing I will say that's impressive though, Wii U eShop has every worthwhile Wii game in my opinion. It has, like, I'd say nine, at least, like, 90% of, like, every single worthwhile Wii game. Metroid Prime Trilogy, um, both the Galaxies, uh, Mario Kart's on there, um, uh, Kirby's on there, Donkey Kong's on there, Sin and Punishment 2's on there, like, so even some of, like, the weirder ones. It was a time, man. I, 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 my, my love of the Wii U is well documented at this point. Um, and it, and it's, it's a love that, that it doesn't deserve, but I give it anyways. Um, because, because the games that are on it, like the three games that I'm obsessed with (laughs) are some of my favorites of all time. Um, and, uh, and, and like everything else I'm like, yeah, this is fine. But like those three games, I'm like, you know what? Thank you. God bless you. Um, but, uh, it's, it's weird because I, I have, I have just, I've had like no ever since beating Final Fantasy. I I will say this: I had a revelation this week, and I I think it's I think it's you had a you had a Resident Evil revelation this week. Revelation. First of all, can I talk? Can I can I give another game pitch? Yes. Resident Evil Innsmouth. That's all I'm gonna say. It's (laughs) all right. Cool. It's Resident Evil, but all of the monsters are aquatic, and it's not on a fucking cruise ship. It's in a town. It's in it's in a town in New England because the cruise ship is dumb, and all the monsters on it were like. They they looked like <laughs> they looked like like the kangaroo from Neopets like they 
Oh my the, god. The oh my the god. The aspect of it is so bad and so lame. Like like you need you need like just you need a barnacle monster. You need just like a barnacle abomination. You need you need like a big squid, you know. You you need you need things that you would see in a, in a fishing harbor. You need a giant shark like like the bloodborne enemies from from the oh. the Innsmouth like stage. And but but they're just like freaky like you need you need a hunter, a new hunter class, but it's based on a shark. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, uh, to be fair, Resident Evil Eight is apparently supposed to take in a village. Yeah, so maybe but, it'll but it's be a harbor be like village. European village. I I want one by the ocean. I want I want a okay. shore one. But anyways, um, but uh, my my I had a revelation recently because I watched the Mister Plinkett review of Star Trek Picard. I watched. The, I gotta be honest. I watched eight minutes of it. I'm like, I I don't know what's going on. I cannot follow well, this. I will say this. I think I think I think Mike is broken. I think I think I think Picard actually might have killed Mike's enthusiasm for everything. Um because like there's not a single pizza roll joke, there's not a single dead wife joke. Like and 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 the thing is a lot of those things were absent in the Ghostbusters review, but the Ghostbusters review kind of like he he still had opportunities to make fun of like garbage food or like there's you know references to his cats, like you know, it 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 was more of a serious review. There there wasn't as much like weird offbeat humor about like murdering people i i feel like people kind of forget that 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 sort of faded into the background the more plinket reviews he did and the more serious he got but like there are like no jokes in the picard review because it's just a fucking like it's it's just him being like everything is wrong and terrible and he ends with this great speech about uh and a great one of the, the best examples of editing as a criticism i've ever seen in my life which is um which is he was like Star Trek was inspirational and it inspired kids to go into science. It inspired people to do well in school and inspired people to go into politics. Like people were were enamored with Star Trek and inspired by Star Trek and it enhanced their lives. And there were these great monologues and these great speeches by these great writers in this great brilliant writers room uh, under the the you know the the watchful eye of this great man with this great philosophy. And then he he has all these inspirational lines and these inspirational speeches and and you think that's going to end the video and then he just cuts in a bunch of star trek picard scenes of people just drinking and shooting each other and like and it and it's just like the harshest contrast of all time and and like and some of the some of the philosophical lines from it including someone saying i just want to put a phaser in my mouth and get it over with which makes no sense because because a phaser is not a projectile weapon, it's a beam. And if you put it in your mouth, it's just as effective as putting it to your temple or or you know, like like and any and, 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 and the way that it works is that it's it's, it's a full body effect. It, it I think I think a phaser weapon is supposed to diffuse throughout the entire body. It's not supposed to penetrate the body. So if you put it in your mouth, it's it, it's not gonna matter. You can just point it at any part of your body. But it's such a contemporary American, you know idea of suicide like all of these things that just like like don't make sense because the show is just supposed to reflect misery porn and and people's cynicism about the 21st century as opposed to making people aspirational and care about things and it and it was just this moment of me realizing like oh my god like all this media that makes me feel good and says things that i take away like that's the minority because everything else right now is fucking miserable. And it and it was just this moment where, like, I just remember feeling so empty, thinking, like, 
to get my fix on like genuine honest media that has something to say like i you have to have a non-narcissistic hollywood writer who isn't horribly embarrassed at the idea of having optimism in the year 2020 and most people just are and and like i've I've discovered the most prevalent uh belief in writing is nihilism everyone is nihilistic in the writer's room Everyone is like, oh, 100%. Cares, we're all going to die. Nothing matters. Let's just be shitty to each other. And like, I just, I can't, I can't get behind that, man. Like I, 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 I had like severe bipolar disorder and like horrible depression from it. And even then I wasn't like, nothing fucking matters. Even then I had, I had optimism for, for life and for humanity and for, you know, and for the good in people. And, like, this podcast doesn't always demonstrate that because we're ranting about Twitter all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I am absolutely of the belief that human beings are, evolutionarily speaking, the most amazing thing in the world. And, yeah, we're capable of hurting people, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, every every fucking hack fraud writer has acknowledged that. But, like, the amount of, of just good we can do day by day if we just fucking get off Twitter, if we just stop with the fucking cancellation parties, you just, just fucking text someone you haven't texted in a while. Check in on them. Like, that, even that is a good deed. Because they could be going through some shit, you know? And you, and you could make oh. a difference. Like, every, we, we, we're capable of, of, of being part of this incredible network of good deeds, and people just choose not to because they'd rather go into this fucking cesspit of social media and cancel Doja Cat and 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 it's like and and for me I don't I don't think that nothing matters. I don't think that humans are shit. I think that belief is shit. And people have decided that belief like belief in in nihilism and belief in the idea that the universe is this vast empty expanse and therefore we can't nothing can mean anything even if we decide we want to who's gonna fucking tell you that no the universal truth of of because the universe is cold and empty nothing matters who the fuck is gonna tell you that that's really the truth yeah the universe is a cold empty expanse okay so i live here on earth exactly that's sort of that's always been kind of my take is like is because i definitely believe at the end of the day in the grand scheme like the the universe is extremely unfathomably large but the universe is out there it's not gonna affect exactly but i'm still here but i'm still here on on planet earth and i know i'm gonna die singularity is nowhere in our in our grasp or in our sights nor should it be so i'm gonna make the i want to make the most of my time here and then when i'm and that way regardless of whenever i pass on I can feel confident in that at least I had a good time. My, my sort of, the thing that pisses me off is whenever people are like, I have depression. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I did as well. I'm medicated enough that, that it's not as big of a problem. But like, there were some lows in my life, you know, like just emotionally yeah. speaking. And, and people sort of say it in a way where like, it, it's, it's a sort of defeatist attitude, you know? Um, I, I have depression and, and therefore that has to define every waking moment of my life. It's like, no, I, I think there is another interpretation of I have depression, which is, yeah, I'm, my life is partially a struggle, but the fact that day by day I'm, I'm, I'm managing even a little bit, I like, that's a, a really impressive story to me. And I think people don't allow themselves to feel that. 
when someone's like, yeah, I was, I was crying at 4am. I'm like, at least you're allowing yourself to feel, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's an impressive feat. You know, at least I, you know, I, 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 I wasn't able to shower, but after three days I was able to shower. Like that's an impressive feat because there's probably someone mm-hmm. out there who theoretically never showered at all in that time. Like, and, and you can't compare yourself to other people, but you can compare yourself to the worst that it could be and where you are now and, and say like, you know what? I'm doing pretty poorly, but all things considered, I could literally be starving myself or, or staying in bed and not doing anything. Um, I could not be talking to people like, like the, 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 the bare minimum function, even, even saying like, because people say, oh, my parents will make me go to school. I, I have to go to school. Like, yeah, but but getting through a day of school is still, you know, with depression, it's still pretty impressive, I would I would argue. Yeah, 100%. Because at any, at any point in time, you could literally say, all right, this is not worth it. I'm going to kill myself. I'm just going to do it right here. Why not? I'll find a way. Like, just like, people people are survivors. Day by day, people are two things simultaneously at once they're explorers and survivors every day of our lives we explore new you know a new day a new a new moment new ideas um and when we're not doing that we are surviving we're feeding ourselves we're solving problems including the 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 problem of getting food onto a fork that's a problem technically we are solving that and we don't think that it's hard but you know there are people who who you know, who struggle with, with even getting out of bed to eat. And, and the moment that you do get out of bed to eat, you know, and, and like that, that counts as beating depression. That's a moment in which depression does not have a hold over you. Even if it's just for that one moment, that's a moment, that's a survivor's moment. And, and I, and I, I think everyone, you know, at their worst is a survivor and at their best is an explorer. And, and, and even living in between those two extremes, even a little bit, like the lowest that you can get is survivor. And, and, and being a survivor is a feat because the other option is you could be dead. Of course. And, and, and I, I think, I think people say, oh, I'm dead inside. Like, no, I mean, I know you are, but no, like, because you're still, you're still functioning. You're still alive in some capacity after all the brain has to move your body at the end of the day it's one of these things where people i I feel like they just find as many ways to invalidate their progress and themselves as humanly possible and i just i stop like i know i know that these are hard thoughts to beat but stop like you stop stop Cast that level eight. Cast that level yeah, eight. Cast, stop. All right. Here's the thing. Black black wizard chaos gonna come in the room. Cast stop. <laughs> and 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 it's gonna stop your depression. But like, th- that's the thing. Like, I know these thoughts are hard, but you can beat them. And it's gonna be exhausting. And it's gonna be miserable. But you can do it because people have before. You have before. At some point in your life, you've had a good day, and you've allowed yourself to have that good day, even if the next day was gonna be bad. Even if something happened that spurred on that good day, you allowed yourself to have that good day and you celebrated in that moment and you know it's possible. Like, th- th- just, like, perspective really is is a big part of, of beating depression. And, and unfortunately, it is something that you have to do day by day. You can be mm-hmm. depressed nine days out of ten. And, and that 10th that day is still a day. It still matters. Um, and, and to say like, yeah, I'm depressed nine days out of 10 or I'm, you know, even if someone's like, I'm depressed all the time, like 
you could say like like there there are mental health discords with like post your achievements and most of those achievements are I got out of bed and I showered because that is a fucking achievement if like when you're at your your lowest like oh I ate today that's a fucking achievement don't invalidate yeah. those little things especially when lots and lots of other people are going to say yeah that was hard for me to do too congratulations I recognize that it's it's like there's a million ways in which people can fail. There's a million ways in which people can succeed. And and grand failures are are honestly not as 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 a like like a a grand failure is not as common as you think. Uh what I would argue is more common is a minor success all the time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and and you know and a minor success is again taking a fork putting it into food Lifting the fork, putting in your mouth, taking the fork out of your mouth, chewing, swallowing. Because sometimes that t- like people who are like, I don't like the taste of water, and then they still drink water because you have to hydrate. Like that's a fucking accomplishment. You've overcome something you didn't want to do. It's, there's there's just a lot of of ways in which you can frame the smallest things as incredibly positive, and and as and as almost acts of defiance against a quote unquote uncaring universe that doesn't really care whether you do it or not. Because, yeah, it's like, sure, it doesn't care. So why do you have to... What What's the point, necessarily, of saying, yeah, the universe doesn't care, and therefore I shouldn't and no one else should? No, I agree. I I think it's... Uh, I mean, that's how... Again, that's how I interpret it. It's like, all right, yeah, world might be meaningless, but, I mean, I care because I'm here. Get off Twitter! And I want to make the most of my time. Don't! Stop Yeah, and that's what I did, Doja and honestly... Cat. I've I've already definitely felt the the benefits when i when i opened it up today and it popped up to my new my just my news feed and i scrolled through saw whatever was happening read a good pc gamer article and said okay cool and then moved on with my day and felt way better about myself that i wasn't getting involved mentally or physically or emotionally with whatever the the hot beef my, is i think i think the other problem is just that like nihilism is is the new black as we've mentioned but like we're just bombarded with with things that affirm like no that's the smart person's way to think that's the smart way to think optimism is for dumbasses like and you, you go on twitter and it's like if you're not canceling this person you're part of the problem you know if you if you don't go out and vote a certain way you are part of the problem um you know and 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 like yes i you could argue there are there are certain things there are certain grand actions that are are more that benefit more people and therefore are better on a moralistic scale. They put out more good into the world than they do bad. But like, it, it's this weird dichotomy of like, people are nihilistic and, and yet they also still care about voting the right way. You know? Exactly, like, like right? It, you know, that it, people... Pe- Nothing matters yet. Yeah, here you are yeah, at the like, polls. People, <laughs> like, people are nihilistic, and yet they're still canceling problematic celebrities for what they probably think is going to be a healthy, productive thing for entertainment and, and the removal of, of a cesspit in entertainment. Like, the problem yeah. is that their version of, of, of caring for things involves some act of aggression or rebellion. Um... And 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 that doesn't have to be the case necessarily. I I think I think instead of telling someone to vote a certain way, like you could explain the issue. You could say, "Here's the thing: by doing this, th- you know, this person is lobbying for this bill. This bill will reduce the rights of this group. Therefore, if you don't vote for that person, ultimately people are going to benefit. You know, 
and and yeah. and you explain you explain the issue and and you've educated someone you know and 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 they can educate someone else and if their response is well i don't care because they're doing this thing that i like then you're like you know what whatever like i have a problem with that yep i have a problem with that i'm gonna move on to the next person and 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 it's exhausting you have to do the hard work because because we're in a situation where people didn't do the hard work they did the easy work and now we have to clean up their mess um and and you either take on that responsibility or you accept that you're fine with the way that things are. And if, if you're genuinely fine with the way that things are, then I can't help you. Um, but but I, I, I believe deep down people are not okay with the way things are. And I think people want to find yeah. ways to, to improve the world. Um, and you can do it in little steps day by day. The spread of... I, I consider myself... Like, my, my political alignment is just spread good memes, man. Like... Spread, spread, sp- recycle, be polite. Don't, yeah, be, an don't, don't be an asshole. Spread, spread ideas that are important to you in, you know, in a, in a very humane way that makes people engaged and listen, you know, make great art, you know, like, like there, there, there is a big difference, I think, between like posting a meme where someone's like, like I, I saw a meme where it's like, oh, fucking art police won't let me draw a lollicon. Anyways, I'm going to go tell this person. Uh, not to draw a character with a trans flag, and it's like, yeah, you've made a, a comment on something, sure, but but ultimately yeah. you have put more negativity out into the world. Exactly. Like my 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 thing is like, because I, I even before before um I decided to fucking nuke my Twitter more or less, I I made an active decision like sort of like my last year of college, where it's like you know what if I see bad shit and I got something to say about it, and if it's negative in some capacity, I'm just not gonna retweeted i'm just not gonna post about it i do not want my small timeline that i don't even tweet that much but that impacts someone else's timeline in such a minuscule way i don't want me to be the bringer of negativity so i'm like i try to go by the motto do you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all fucking it's sad dude it's pathetic because we, yeah. we ultimately set off a chain reaction of misery and like, and 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 there's a way to be positive and good to each other that isn't smarmy, that isn't fake, that doesn't involve posting like a crappy like meme of like a stock photo with with like the angel writing. That's like, that's like I'm uh, you know some some would call me broken. I would call myself beautiful. Like you know, like there are, there are ways <laughs> to do that that aren't disingenuous. You know, and and yeah. I, and I think people just need to find the right way to communicate the right memes and 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 they can be positive in that way um you know talk yeah. about the art you love even if it's even if it's something that everyone's annoyed with you've talked about it a thousand times like who gives a shit you know like i like bring bring up things that that have affected you and and say hey this might work for you as well you know um, if, yeah. if someone, if you don't like someone, like I, I have made it very clear, I think Neil Druckmann's an asshole. Just don't buy a Naughty Dog game, you know, and, 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 and even that act of, of just not doing something, you know, is, is, is a positive act or, or, you know, like if someone tweets something, if someone tweets art, just say, Hey, I like it. You know, the, the retweet and the heart, mm-hmm. eh, you know, it's like, man, it does, that does something temporarily, but it's an abstract symbol. It's it's a it's a very abstract symbol of how you truly feel. You know, communicate, talk. Um, it's it's just like I I don't know. I feel like these things aren't hard. I, I, they might be hard for some people. I know some people have anxiety about about tweeting. You know, but but you see a million tweets about people saying, 
oh, I'm really anxious that people aren't going to like me. Clearly, everyone feels the same. So when you when you add exactly. that math and up, like, yeah, maybe maybe the other person's going to feel the same too. Take that, you know, take that logic and run with it. And if someone and if someone hurts you for doing that, then process that hurt. You know, get 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 that person away from you. Uh, and 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 try to remind yourself that yeah no things like that have happened before you know um, or or th- things like like me reaching out and having a positive effect have happened before that's I don't know it's it's just like I, I, but but we're just like inundated with canceled Doja Cat party and or, and 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 garbage like Star Trek Picard where it's just like. Where it's just like everyone's just swilling beer and and fucking miserable and like the I genuinely believe because we we've bitched about Star Wars yeah. a bunch on this show, but I genuinely believe the people that have been producing Star Trek over the last seven or eight years genuinely hate I, Star I Trek. I completely agree with that, except for Star Trek Beyond, which is a good film, um, written by Simon Pegg, who I think definitely likes Star Trek, from what I can tell. I have no Star Trek experience. This is like a third party's outsider opinion based on what people have told me who like OG I and Next Generation. I agree with your, with your reading that people who hate Star Trek are writing Star Trek right now. And I don't know why they hate yeah. Star Trek, but I, I think it's because their idea of Star Trek is nerds who have, like, the, I think the other problem really is fandom and the way that we, we interact with things. Like, Actually, we, got a, we did get a question uh, about, about fandom if we want to get into this. It comes from my, my, buddy, uh, my buddy Sam Scott Mosher, and I'm going to have to take a second to pull this up. Uh, basically, what happened was, and I don't know if you saw this in my final days on Twitter, one of the last things I saw uh, was a, it was a tier list uh, from some guy. Basically, he, he ranked all the Nintendo fandoms oh, yeah, I in saw, like, I a saw tier that list. That's, a, that's an accurate list. And he, and he, agreed, agreed. And we don't have to go through it, but he basically asked us, just to hear about like gaming fandoms or just fandoms in general, because I think we have a lot to say. Being you know what I would call uh, pretty serious internet yeah. denizens, we have had our fair share of fandoms that we've been a part of or that we see interact all over the place, and how those are judged. What's what's the craziest fandom you've either been a part of or you have like uh, witnessed? Well, I definitely talked about the Fire Emblem fandom, the three specifically three houses. I talked about that on this podcast. Um. But I, I, I will say this just to sort of like kind of close out my my whole thing um, is like people's interpretation of like Star Trek is is fodder for nerds who, who get attached to the property and who who use it to gatekeep and to keep people out and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, that's very true. But ultimately, that doesn't affect the media. That doesn't affect that doesn't affect the fact that like Star Trek as a thing is good and has positive things to say. And yes, people can take negative things out of the art. But, like, you have two options, which is to make a negative, angry piece of art and just fuel that cycle or make a positive thing that might get people to think the wrong idea. Like, like ultimately, when people are like, Undertale's trash because of the fandom. It's like, that's the dumbest yeah. fucking thing I've ever fucking heard. Because, yeah, the Undertale fandom is garbage. Like, And also, I, I genuinely do not feel personally like I am a part of any I, fandom. At I, least right I now. I would like to say I'm not, but I probably, that's the thing, like, because I'm, all I do really is just, like, be on Twitter, but, like, I'm not in fandom discords or anything like that. I guess I would say I'm a part of the JoJo fandom. That's probably fair. I mean, but, but, like, here's the deal. I like JoJo, and I meme about JoJo in a vacuum with myself. yeah. I don't interact with other JoJo fans. Exactly. Like, I don't participate with, with any, 
I'm like, I'm a huge Sonic fan, but I, I'm not typing in like a Sonic Facebook community or like a Discord or anything like that. It's just kind of like, yeah, this is just something I enjoy a heck of a lot, and it's something I really care about. But a lot of it's just very independent, like that. And I think that's because that's what's important is the media. Exactly. I mean, to me, anyways. I mean, that's sort of the thing. Is like, I I look, I think back a lot where, and I want to maybe do a video about this in the future, but but I wanted to kind of talk about my experience. It's kind of like a, I've always kind of been like a very like a lonely gamer, so to speak, it, for like lack of a better term, just because I never. Like in my youth, I never really played multi online multiplayer either. games with any of my friends. Um, and when I was ready to do that, it just didn't work out. And none of my friends either had the same console or were playing the same games. And I've not successfully gotten in with a community of people I consider good friends where I, I am constantly playing, you know, multiplayer games with them. So I have a very like distinct take about like fandoms and stuff just because it's like yeah I, I don't really know what it's like to be a part of a fandom or like what it's like to participate in that just because i really only care about like the My, thing yeah, I, I, the, the thing for me that i i that was that was like a big thing for me um because people always invite me to play multiplayer games and i'll just straight up turn them down because i just don't like playing games with other people i it doesn't enhance the experience for me you know like bec because ultimately for me to get the most enjoyment out of art it it means to intake it by myself um, and, and discuss it after the fact. I, I try not to really, like, get into too many conversations with, you know, I'll, I'll tweet out a thought I'm having, but, like, I really won't try to respond to anything. Like, like, when I was saying Final Fantasy VII-R's combat is fantastic, and people were like, no, it's not! Like, I, <laughs> that, that was one of those moments where I was just like, alright, look, I've beaten this game twice, I can, I can spare, I can spare a moment to tell you how, how wrong I think you are. Um, but, like, you know, whenever whenever people were were talking about spoilers or things like that, like I I didn't really get into that until I beat the game. Um, you know, yeah. I don't look at leaks. I don't really participate in the like speculation kind of aspect of things. I, I got really into The Last of Us Part Two because that was like a Schadenfreude moment for me. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. But, but yeah. Like, ultimately, you know, I like people are like, "Hey, you sh we should play Minecraft together," and I was like, "I would rather not do that," um, because because just for me, like media i think media should enhance your life as it is i don't think that that media should become a thing that you that that you add to your life as as far as like basically like final fantasy 7 should teach you about identity and 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 loss and emotion and you should take that into your own life you know what i mean like you you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't be like oh I love Final Fantasy VII so much that that is now going to be a part of my understanding of myself I am the the Final Fantasy VII guy um, you know what I mean and and it, and it, it really is like a you know and I I'm a hypocrite as a as an MGS five kind of guy but like I I think it's more a case of like I just find that game really fascinating to argue and to talk about um, than it is to be like I am I am a Metal Gear Solid Five Stan you say anything bad about mgs5 i will kill you like that's not that's not that's not where i am um and, and it's just this thing of like i think people see fandom and and especially i think i think creators see fandom uh and it's reached a point where they see fandom and they go i have to tear this down and i have to tell them right now i don't support them and i don't appreciate them and it's like no just make your positive art and if people aren't positive about it make a statement Make a make a statement outside of the art. You know what I mean? Because ultimately, like, 
a fandom is probably going to fizzle out at some point, you know? A, a fandom is going to be around for a month on Netflix, especially because Netflix. You have a fandom that, that talks about a thing for a month, and then it, it vanishes. This is the problem with, like, game fandoms and things like that. Like, unless it's a legacy franchise. Oh, of course. Like, you have, you have, you, you have discourse for a, a show, then it vanishes. Versus, like, people are still obsessed with Avatar because they had to watch it for three or four years for to conclude it became a, a big part of their routines um but there there was not really you know th- there's not really a point where like people are so in tune with like the net with the way netflix allows you to intake a fandom you get to finish a work yeah see everyone's response to said work and then adjust accordingly as opposed to just chugging along and and telling your own story and and as a result you get these weird meta episodes you get you get Kimmy Schmidt commenting on how people accuse Tina Fey of being racist because she was <laughs> and and you get her defending her own racism and being like guys I might be racist but at least it was funny right like you know what I mean like you you just like people people writing Star Trek are so close to the Star Trek fandom and they loathe it as opposed to probably the writers of star trek maybe they got fan mail every now and then or they visited a convention but like for the most part they you know yeah and i mean i and i will say this i i will i will say this because you have a situation like star trek where like the 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 people who are making what what you know star trek picard and shit they're so close to fandom and they hate it i think you can have an experience where it's the exact opposite where they are close to the fandom and they genuinely love it i think perfect example sonic mania created by people who made fucking sonic fan games to make this just perfect love letter to what everyone really likes about sonic and as like a sonic fan it's like this is a piece of art that was solely made for me and it is like something i will treasure until the day i I die with games though because with a game you get feedback on a full product you know what i mean on a completed work um that ideally will have a sequel ideally we'll have an uh, a second outing for improvement like with sonic mania you you have also like 30 years of sonic history or however many 25 oh um, yeah 25 at the time yeah, yeah you have 25 years of sonic history uh to build off of and you know what people like and you know what what people are fans of and plus they are fans of the game like like sega probably could stand to to be further away from the sonic fandom ideally um i i i think i think critic they should be listening to criticisms you know like but i don't I, yeah. I think more than anything else they should be listening to people who know good game design and just figuring out okay what is good game design in the context of sonic the hedgehog what is sonic's goal and what is game design that's intuitive to that goal i think i it's, it's exactly yeah like when when people are like sonic was never good in 3d like people like sega might hear that and go okay what people want is sonic colors to mostly be 2d it's like no like it, it's it, i could go on about sonic for for, for fucking ages i don't i don't, i don't really know more to say but just like sonic mania just is good is good please play it if you give an ounce if you give half an ounce of shit about sonic it's definitely it's like, play it's it. Just a st- it's fucking stupid. It's so stupid that like people people put so much value to fandom, to servicing the fandom, to 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 yep. talking to the fandom, talking at the fandom. Like, I'm sorry, but like making something that your fandom will hate and and tell them, like, yeah, we're not making this for you. 
like your art is insecure because it's ultimately still targeted at the fandom. It's just targeted at them to make them upset. You know, like I'm I'm yes. sorry, you're not brave. You're a pussy because because <laughs> what you've done is you've compromised your own work for the sake of 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 saying something spiteful. You're not the bigger man. You just had the bigger budget. Like congratulations, you're still yeah. a human being who who got mad and and who made who made a you know an entire season about how much they hate you it's like it's it's just get off fucking twitter i think that's the lesson dude that is the fu- that is the lesson is seriously i i genuinely believe in you can see it i'm not the only one who's done it there have been people who have who have come out and been like yeah i've taken a serious step back from from my twitter or like serious step back from just online discourse in general and they talk about man their life has improved in in minor to major ways it's worth it's worth doing it's worth doing and it's really not that bad okay because this is what worked for me okay other than i haven't gotten off twitter but i'm gonna do that i'm gonna let you all know how that goes get off twitter okay if you use discords there's lots of discord support groups for people with emotional problems depression there are some that specialize in uh, people with DID, borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, anxiety, lots of them. Um, you know, d- depression's the biggest one, but there, there, there are ones that, that specialize in those. Try to join a community like that that hopefully will lift you up. If it sucks, because a lot of the time the community is full of people who, who are miserable and they want to drag everyone else down with them and the general chat is just full of depression, make some friends who, who lift you up and keep them with you, and then leave the server. Um, check in on people through direct message or through text message instead of just following them on Twitter. Like, humanize, reconnect, uh, and 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 I think I think the biggest one is stay off of any Twitter or Reddit fandom. Any, yeah, any. It's not worth it. It's not worth to it. Follow multiple accounts to get your takes, or that you have to follow a page. Just don't do it. You know, like I, I was yeah, reading up I, on the red I mean, letter media fandom and apparently like they've had some controversies and I was like, I, I've never heard of this because I don't go on Reddit or on 4chan or anything like that. Yeah. And you just like the show. Like you just like the show. I leave it at that. I got ba- I have more things. In, I have more things to do. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like I like I really like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. But after part five ended, I said, OK gotta do something else now yeah. there you go i you, you left um you are no longer being poisoned by a toxic cloud from like fallout one um <laughs> you left the fandom and, and suddenly it's like it's like if, if someone sucked all the smog out of la you know what i mean oh my god it's i i think i think the other <sighs> challenge i'm going to make to people is, is stop watching cynical media i think i think that's good yeah oh I it's think, totally worth it totally challenge. worth cutting like, that shit out like, Inst- don't don't watch don't watch Bojack Horseman. Watch Tuca and Birdie. Well, Tuca and Birdie is is it's positive. It's dark still, of course, but it 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 is more of a positive series. I would argue. Um, you know, don't don't watch Star Trek Picard. Uh, TNG, Voyager, and DS Nine all on Netflix. Um, and and I guarantee you, you've got Netflix. Like, don't uh, don't don't watch Rick and Morty. I'm sure there's another sci-fi comedy. Watch The Orville. I've heard good things about The Orville. Like. And I'm sure I'm sure. Or watch the first two seasons of Rick and Morty when it was still good and then stop. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, or watch or watch Rick and Morty season one and two, and then stop. Like I've heard good things about the Orville. I'm I'm sure. Here's the thing: Seth MacFarlane is not a fun. I don't think he's that funny. But I've I've heard that there is still like I I, I think he's he's still a good writer of like stories. Ultimately, you know. Um. So, so yeah, I, I'm sure like. I'm, I'm I'm sure that there the people are who are saying that show is good. I, I I trust them because I've heard that it is a very positive, very wholesome show. You know, like mm-hmm. and and even then, like if you're gonna watch, like I I I was thinking like, don't watch Todd Salon's movies. Who the fuck is who uh, who Todd Salon spelled with a Z? Um, Todd Salon's makes a bunch of he he he's an interesting guy. Um. He's made some movies that I I liked as far as how dark and darkly comedic they were, but when I finished them, I remembered thinking, "Wow, I got nothing from that." Um, it it it's it is it is dark art for the sake of of just like the emotion of feeling fucking miserable, and and I think that there was value to that in the '90s when happiness was made, or when um, Welcome to the Dollhouse was made. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. but like, we, we just live in such a miserable era where like that art just isn't as valuable anymore. The point of dark art in, in the past was to say, Hey, look, I understand people get tired of, of sugar coating. They get tired of things that are inauthentic and are just made to make them feel good. I'm going to put you in a space where for 90 minutes, you're going to be anxious or you're going to be scared or you're going to be miserable. Um, and, and you feel that emotion out. You know, if you can't cry in real life, you go to a sad fucking movie and you cry your eyeballs out at the movie and that's your release. And it's like nowadays it's like, oh, I'm so fucking tired. Like when again, you should check this out. It's really dark. dark. <laughs> yeah, And it's like and it's like, I don't have time, dude. Uh, everything's fucking dark. It's like, yeah, I can't like that sort of the thing is I can't turn on my phone without seeing some seeing just some sad fucking heinous shit, whether it's a fucking 20. 20- two-year-old girl fucking committing suicide because she was on a fucking reality tv show or fucking star trek fucking picard coming out <laughs> and just being the most fucking limp dick fueled hatred fueled piece of gum it really fire is just, it is fueled by hate like it, it is a show that sustains itself on hatred the um, fucking demon of hatred from Sekiro has more redeeming <laughs> qualities than... than Star Trek Picard. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's just like I I don't have time to feel bad anymore. I don't, and and it's one of these things where like I just remember you know I I just remember feeling so like angry at a piece of media for several days at at certain points. And, and it's like, I don't have time for this. I could be making my own things, and instead I'm swirling. I'm bitching. I'm bitching and, and complaining and procrastinating and wasting a fuck ton of time. Because I'm ranting on Twitter, and like a Twitter rant, you know, if, if you want it to be good, it might take fucking 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, I'll admit, like, I, I loved writing that, that Pixar riff. But we can make that into a video, and A, it will be way better, and B, like... It will exist and have well, some level of permanence. Here's the other thing too: is like, is like that video was was or that that script or whatever it was. Like, uh, it was like a 
you know, it was like a pitch yeah. packet, basically, like a pitch. That took me 40 minutes. You know what I mean? That was like, the whole point. You did it in under an hour. Yeah, I did it in under an hour. And like, and I, and I did it, and I got it out of my system, and I left. And I remember doing that because the trailer for Soul came out. Yeah. And instead of being angry about Soul, I, I wrote my own uh, terrible Pixar pitch based on, on all the issues I've had with Pixar recently. And like, since then, I really haven't been mad about Pixar. I remember, I remember watching Toy Story 4... And thinking, like, yeah, what did I expect? You know, I can't be mad at this. What did yeah. I expect? Like, Pixar Pixar hasn't made anything I've liked since Coco, and then before that, they haven't made anything I liked since Toy Story 3. Exactly, and, like, and here's the thing. This might sound pretty hypocritical coming from the guy who bitched about Ghost of Tsushima last week for about 25 minutes, but, like... I, I, That's what I, this I, podcast is! I complain, I complain because it is fun, there, there's, there, there's like a solid line between like, I like to bitch about the games industry because it's fun and I care, and I like to just you bitching, bitching and complaining is, is fun. Why, why, why do people watch fucking? Why did Cinema Sins get so popular? People like this bullshit. Um, but at the same time, you gotta just know when to turn it off. You gotta just, you gotta just know when to be like, all right. I'm done. I had my fun. I'm gonna go enjoy stuff now for the rest of the day or the rest of the week. And then when something comes up that, you know, gets me all riled, I can, you know, make a joke about it on this podcast and go on with my fucking day. Ultimately, this podcast is content. And, and, and I will it say is. this, the, the value, the value of getting mad on this podcast is that it, is that it captures a moment in time, you know? Yep. And it, and it captures a moment in time in which we're getting all of this anger out. Um, and, and we're getting all this anger out in a way that I, I hope kind of makes people get it out too. Like it's like yeah. sweating it out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, the reason that you go into a sauna is you just you sweat it out, you sweat out yep. all that, that garbage. Um, and 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 the other thing is that this is throwaway content. If you don't, if you want to stop listening to this week's episode, like don't worry, there's going to be a, a next week one, and hopefully it's going to be funnier or better or less sad. Exactly. But but like we're we're not. I'm I'm not taking this into like my you know I'm not taking this into a, a, a YouTube video or like a you know a writer's room. We're like, I'm like, you know what? I'm mad at Twitter today. Make a whole episode about how mad I am at Twitter. And that that's going to live forever on a major network or yeah. or like or on YouTube on a channel that is going to keep growing and being seen ideally anyways. Mm -hmm. um, like I I'm I'm getting it out on this podcast where it couldn't matter less. Like Exactly. We we Cuz at the end of the day, we're we're going to record next week. Yeah. And it's it's going to be the same, the same crack house shit, and we're gonna, I'm gonna probably be bullshitting about fucking, I don't know, any games coming out next week, fucking, that's the only piece of media that's getting dropped now, it's fucking yeah. game shit, probably it's, be bitching about something. Yeah, I'll, I'll be bitching about something, like, you know, and, and, and when I do, it's probably gonna be highly entertaining. Oh, of um, course, as always. Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, like, it's just like, I, 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 I do, I do want to challenge everyone on this, on this week. Okay, I want to challenge everyone. Okay, the crack house challenge. My, Take right, the crack house challenge. No, we're 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 calling. The, okay, you ready? We're calling this the crack house detox. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Crack house detox. That's the title of this episode. Yeah. All right. Calling this the crack house detox. And my 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 challenge for everyone: stay off Twitter for a week. Okay. And and maybe maybe log into Discord only at a certain time. Mm -hmm. See what you can accomplish. Okay. Have you been meaning to do something? You know, may maybe you've been meaning to draw a picture, okay? When you finish drawing that picture, don't post it to Twitter! 
You haven't posted at the end of your, your detox week, and, and, and once you see how many things that you've achieved in that week, you'll, you, it'll, you'll probably get a longer-lasting dopamine session than you will from, like, a couple likes, a couple, you know, a couple likes yeah. of people saying, oh, nice. Like, all right, get off Twitter. If there's any Discord server you're in that, that is making you miserable, just, like, leave. just looking at it, leave. Leave it. If there's any, if there's any show that you're watching that you're like, oh, I have to see it through to the end. I hear it gets better. Don't watch it and pick up something else. I can make some recommendations for you. Yeah. And and you know what? And you know what? As a special challenge, I'm not gonna recommend anything that is even remotely miserable. I'm not gonna recommend Berserk to you. Okay. If if you make a recommendation, I'm only gonna give you the most like positive, feel good shit I can I can muster. I'll give you I'll give you some I've been watching. That has filled me with a fuck ton of joy. Kill a kill. I'm about two thirds of the way through it. This is if someone asked me, Sam, what one show exemplifies everything people love about anime? It's Kill a Kill. I think. Like it's. I think when people when people who are like I like anime because of X Y and Z, Kill a Kill is X Y and Z the best ever. It's got fucking great action. It's got really interesting and inventive animation. It's got a fuck ton of fan service. Battles are super cool. Really interesting story that has like real world uh, themes and callbacks and is about Japanese history. Cool ass show. Cool ass show. Shit rules. I, I'll also recommend an anime that I think everyone can benefit from. It's called Soccer Request. Oh, hell yeah. Soccer Request? Soccer Request? Yeah, bro, everyone fucking watch Soccer Quest. If you are 20 or 20, like, if you're 20, mid-30s. If you're in your early 20s. Yeah, early 20s, mid-30s, and you're feeling lost, watch Soccer Quest, because you will find yourself in some capacity. And Second Look said something that I have never forgotten in a video that he made in six minutes, uh, <laughs> because he's just that brilliant. But but he said, um, because these girls are a work in progress, and so is this town, and so am I, and so is life. So good. That shit's so, so good. good. He forgot he wrote the line. He forgot he wrote the line, and it's the best. That's the best part about it is that he's like, "When did I say this?" <laughs> it's it's like when people when people are like, "The Mega Man Legends video is really great." I'm like, "Oh yeah, is it?" I forgot I reviewed that. Yeah, I forgot I talked about it. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I, I recommend Soccer Quest. There's some sad moments. You're probably gonna cry like emotional tears of like. Oh, this this makes me feel something. A lot of it is warmth. You will feel some warmth. You'll feel some empathy. You'll you'll feel you'll feel revived. I think, and I, I think it's a show that that people watched and they watched it seasonally. Uh, and it yeah, was oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it was good, not great. You know, as far as as far as like the the like it 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 wasn't stellar in terms of the story it told, but. It it does feel like the best of like Star Trek or or the best of like something you know some like one of or, or like um um the the whisper of the heart like one of those oh yeah it's a really mundane piece of art um where it's just about like just listen to what every episode says you know don't necessarily yeah it's watch. it's the diamond is unbreakable of its <laughs> that's not that wrong okay that's not that wrong um. But why do you gotta call me out like that? 
What the fuck, Miles? What the fuck does that mean? I, I know we're taking the the hardest, the hardest Yui right now. But what the fuck? I say it all hold the time. On, hold on, because Diamond is unbreakable. Diamond is breakable. The maybe the low key, the the low key, the more homey version. But what does that mean over the genre? That's where I'm fucking confused. <laughs> so it's not. It's not okay. I never say this about anime. I I I might. I probably would say it about a slice of life. But but. Uh, like, cause, cause ultimately DIU is a shonen, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call another shonen. The diamond is unbreakable of the shonen genre because diamond is unbreakable. Is the breakable diamond is, unbreakable. is the diamond is unbreakable of the shonen genre. Well, what, like for example, I, I called Majora's mask. The diamond is unbreakable. You need to be fucking shot immediately. <laughs> um, I, I told someone it's basically the DIU because here's the thing. My, in my opinion, diamond is unbreakable is not just about stands. It's not just about that. Okay. It's about a community of characters with intersecting lives and their drama. And it's all mm. contained within a small circular town. I think that's the other big thing is the town needs to be shaped like a circle. Gossip Girl is the DIU. It kind of is. <laughs> Gossip Girl kind of is the DIU. Of, of no, Riverdale. Riverdale. No, Archie's Weird Mysteries. The DIU Ar Archie's drama. Weird Mysteries is the Diamond is Unbreakable of... The comic book. I, cause I'll, I'll say this much, okay? There's only a handful of things that are the diamond is unbreakable of whatever genre they're in, okay? Majora's Mask, probably not the diamond is unbreakable of adventure games. Xenoblade Chronicles X is the diamond is unbreakable of JRPGs. 100%. Uh, I know you would say Persona 4, uh, but the, I think the difference is that, is that, um, there, there's no development of the town itself. Yeah. For, that's, that's the other thing. The, the towns need to develop and change versus Persona 4 where everything kind of stays the same overall. People's lives change, the group change, but like there there needs to be like a community is formed, um, you know, uh, and, and, and things need to change. Conflicts need to arise from new changes. Th this idea of like, oh, there's a new shop in town is, is a big part of like DIU. There's a restaurant we've never been to. Let's go check yeah. it out. Oh, there's something weird about that chef. Um, you know, and it's like Tonio, the most cucked character of part four. Um, top, top, top ten. Top ten cucked, cucked JoJo Top characters. ten cucked by Iraqi JoJo characters. Yeah, because um, cause the, the number one cucked in general character is Anasui, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's a part six reference. You yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know this one. fucks. Um, but uh, yeah, so like the Diamond is Unbreakable. Diamond is Unbreakable is on a number of things, okay? First of all, bombastic style. Second of all, a community that evolves. Uh, the town can't stay the same. Characters need to evolve. New characters need to be introduced in outside of the pilot. And they need to become regular cast characters. Rohan moves into town halfway through, and he's one of the main five protagonists of the, of the series. Yeah. Um, you know, so like that sort of thing needs to happen. Um, it needs to have a mystery component. Uh, okay. A, yeah. ma a major mystery component. Uh, and last but not least, the protagonist has to be a force for good that unites people. Mm -hmm. That is the diamond is unbreakable. And I think if it has three of those four things, it is the diamond is unbreakable of its, of its genre. So like Majora's Mask, you got the style, you got the character who's a positive change, you got development, even though it all resets at the end of the three day cycle. Um, I think the only thing that doesn't occur is 
a developing cast of of mainstay characters. There's yeah. no party element to it. Uh, versus uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, which has all four. Um, is Harvest Moon the diamond is a breakable of its genre? No, I, 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 I don't think so. Um, because everyone is is introduced at once. It, they're got yeah yeah. Um, you, yeah, Stardew Valley is kind of a, a similar situation. Yeah, if if you meet everybody, then it's because the the special thing about DIU is oh my god, look at all these new characters. We started with just JoJo. Uh, yeah, we started with just Koichi. Uh, started with just you know, and like it's literally Jotaro, uh, um, Josuke, and Koichi are the only characters. Yeah, and then it. Pilot. Uh, yep, and then it spans out to uh, Okiyasu yeah, and uh, six, Yukiko. Okiyasu joins. Yukiko joins in episode like after the Aya arc. Um, yeah, Rohan joins when he moves into town. Um, Mikitaka uh, towards the end, uh, mm-hmm. alien. It's like you have all of these things that like are growing and progressing, uh, and and it makes it weird and interesting. Um, I think JRPGs tend to do that really well, um, but at the same time, the town is also changing. Yeah. So that that is the Diamond is Unbreakable of the genre. Mm-hmm. Diamond is Unbreakable, though. I have been rewatching that um, a little bit. Do you like it? Oh yeah. On the rewatch? Oh for sure. I like it more on rewatch. Um, okay, that's good to hear. I, I I've had this kind of realization the other day where I was like. Well, I was trying to think to myself, like, what was the moment in which JoJo got good? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it, there was ever a moment. It was just like, a, I think JoJo to me is like, that's something because someone it's a, trying to explain someone that was like, who's never seen it. It's like, why does so many people give a shit? It's just something that either deeply is going to connect with you or it's really just not. Well, I will say this. Everyone is going to have a part that works for them. The only, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. The only thing you have to get through, I consider Phantom Blood the hurdle that people have to get past, because if Phantom Blood is not for you, then you you might turn it off and say, okay, no, fuck this, I don't care. If Phantom Blood is for you, you're probably going to find a part that is maybe even more for you, or you're not. I have a friend right now, her, her favorite part is still Phantom Blood, and she's on part four. Um, yeah. You know, and, and like, so if Phantom Blood is for you, uh, then you're going to keep watching and you're going to be able to enjoy all the other parts to some extent. But Phantom Blood is always going to be your favorite. Versus if you're just like, oh, Phantom Blood is boring, it sucks. Like, you're not going to get through it to get to the part that is for you. Exactly. Yeah, you're not going to see that. That's why, I mean, that's why I do recommend to people, if you're interested, if you're genuinely interested in watching JoJo, definitely sit down, block out like three hours and knock out all nine episodes of Phantom Blood in one go. Um, you can, cause you can treat it, it's movie length more or less. You can treat it kind of as like a film and just do it all in one shot. Yeah. If you, if you don't, if you're not into it, then feel free to skip to part two. It'll catch you up. Um, and, and people are like, oh, start at part three. Cause it has stands. Don't start at part three. Don't start at part three. I really don't recommend. I, I really genuinely don't, don't think you should skip any parts. No, I, I think, I think, I think you should read all the parts once you're done. Once you're caught up, don't wait for the anime. Is my sort of thing because ultimately the anime is going to take a while, and part seven is far from a guarantee because horses are really fucking hard to do. CG um, horses, baby. CG horses are going to be horrible. Um, but uh, but but that's that's sort of my my thing is like I I watched it for direction because I'm I'm gonna get really serious about writing a story out. Um, mm-hmm. and and it will be the DIU of its genre. Uh, oh my god, extent. can't wait. Yeah, but. Uh, but DIU was the primary, like, inspiration of, like, I like this idea of, of all these developments that stick 
um, you know, the, the, every, every episode, something new sticks. Um, and, uh, and my, my sort of argument with, with DIU, um, you know, is that like the, I remember the direction of it being kind of whatever at first and I'm rewatching it and I'm like, no, I was on crack. Like this shit's so good. Um, oh, like, Fuck yeah. like, like there's a great thing where like, there's a shadow of a tree and they pan up the shadow of the tree, match cut to a real tree, and it's in front of Josuke's house. It's so good. It's, it like some of the cuts are fucking pristine. Yeah, or or the the use of color, like that shit's amazing. Like a, a distinct color palette is really important, and 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 it's it's one of these things where like I'm I, I ranted about Cartoon Network on Twitter. I, that that was a shameful moment. Now that I've made this podcast. Um, <laughs> We're better people now. Yeah, well, we're good. better people now. But but I, I will say this. Like I, I think I think one thing that Western cartoons could stand to use is a new color palette. Um yeah. I think I think just just even switching it up a little bit, you know, make the sky make the sky uh you know uh, pink. Fuck it. Like I I think it would really help. You could keep your Cal art style all you want. Um but just get a new color palette, it'll do you wonders. Um but I, I like the the fact that like Diamond is Unbreakable's like primary colors are gold and purple, very regal colors. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Gold and purple like are the are the big ones. And then you have green. Like all the trees are purple. Like that shit's amazing. All the streets are green. Um, it's just such a weird. Sh- it's just such a weird looking like thing. Nothing else looks like uh, yeah, Mario. Yeah, and 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 and, and, I, and your series will stand out uh, if if you're willing to just let it play out you know and, and to say all right you know what i'm just gonna throw whatever colors i want at things it's good it's it's good man i i really uh watch jojo just just please it's it it because i i i i put pitch it so hard and everyone's so such so so everyone gets so annoyed with everyone pitching them jojo because if it's something you connect with it's something i think you'll really really connect with and it's something i think you'll really really like and get a lot that's, out that's of because i the, did the appeal of jojo is hard to verbalize because it's so different every fucking part. Well, I think I think it is like, the case of like Araki made this oddly specific thing that just tickles a lot of fancies at once. Yeah, and it just is like the coolest. JoJo's like I, I fucking if I had a, if I made art, I wish I made JoJo. You know? Yeah. No. I well, we all have that one piece of art that's like that. Yeah, of course. Mine's definitely like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, just because I feel like everything cool is in JoJo. Yeah. I, I don't know what my piece of art... I, I There was a time I would say Gravity Falls, but now I'm like, you know what? Gravity Falls is not something I would have done. Um, yeah. And, and I just can't take ownership of that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be envious that Gravity Falls exists because ultimately I'm not... Alex Hirsch is a madman, and I, I just don't have that madman's mentality that he has where he's just like, I'm just going to put all these inappropriate jokes in and I'm going to push the boundaries of good taste for a cartoon uh, for kids... Uh, and, and it's, and the other thing is like, he, he really values family. Uh, I don't, you know, like as far as like a, mm-hmm. a theme, I, I, I value found family more than I value family, family, um, in, in, in cartoons because, or in, in works in general, because ultimately like you don't get to choose your family. Most, most things about family are like, remember, tolerate your family. You're stuck with them. Versus, like, found family, which is always, like, there are people out in this world that are going to care so much. Um, and your family is always going to be there, but there are going to be people that just that just hit different. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so that show is very much about family, and, and I'm uh, I never really resonated with it with that aspect of it. Um, it's like he's so close to his sister, and I'm like, I will never understand what that feels like. Um, yeah, me me neither, yeah. me neither. Uh, but we did get actually one question. If you want to get onto, yeah, that. that's I want to knock this one out. Let's knock this one out really quick because we're coming up on on time. Yeah, our one question comes to big fan of ours. Show his comments at Spooky Coco. Thank you so much, or Spooky underscore Coco. What's the weirdest thing that one of your friends did growing up? Do you have an answer for this? You know, the first thing I thought of is is some shit I did as a weird friend was I ate a cicada back in the day. Woo! Took a, took a big took a big bite out of a fucking cicada. They're coming back, by the way. They're coming back to Illinois. My brother told me. I'm like, I'm I'm ready to I'm ready to mow fucking feast out Dude, here. Get out the bib. Get out the bib. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Cicada. Not get them cicadas. Time. Oh my god, I fucking love cicadas. I just think they're so cool. I, I also like, love I, cicadas. And also, Ninjask and Shininja are like the coolest Pokemon ever. I I have a weird memory of a friend of mine. Um, so I I had the worst friends in elementary school. They sucked. Uh, I I don't miss them. <laughs> no, and I do. Uh, I don't know how I feel. Um, anyways, but uh, I had I had a weird friend who. Um, they, they, for whatever reason, just decided, hey, instead of going to lunch, let's just hang out in the men's bathroom all day. Oh, and I wasn't, nice. I wasn't there, but I don't know how this happened, but they clogged all of the toilets. Lovely. And, and I, and I think, I think they never said, I, I think one of them just took a huge shit, but I think the other ones just like, were like, fuck it. Let's just stuff toilet paper in all the toilets and just clog them all. Clog all the toilets. Um, and they, they weren't allowed to go to recess for a month. <laughs> and and I was like, and, and my thought was, why would you fucking do that? Like, if you're going to hang out in the bathroom all day and like, oh, you, you accidentally clogged the toilet. Like, that just happens, you know? Like, it's fine. Yeah. And, and ultimately, that was a truant, you know, that was truancy as far as the school was concerned. But like, you don't, you don't leave the evidence. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't exactly. clog every toilet. Why would you do that? This reminds me of in my high school, one of our sister schools in the district. Um, basically, it was a senior prank gone wrong where the prank was at like 2 p.m. Every single toilet would be flushed oh, like in, uh, at the exact same time. Line. Yeah. Yeah. That shit happened and it fucked up the boiler room and the school was closed for like four or five days. <laughs> if you're just dumbass, if you're a dumbass kid. Don't follow us on Twitter. We're not gonna put put put, put picture on Twitter. Yeah, I want, no, we'll I, get a bit. I, let's let's make something now. Like let's let's say something now. Neither of us are gonna be plugging our Twitters anymore. Um, yeah, you will not find uh, the name I cannot spell on Twitter at the yeah. moment. Uh, it, it might change. I don't know. But for now, you're not gonna find the Twitter that I was operating under. Um, we are, however, going to plug our other outlets. So I wanted to plug my my YouTube channel, uh, which has just got just got off the ground as of the release of this show, uh, King Masan. I have a video about the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood PS2 game. It's a fucking wild one, and it's a good video, and I'm really happy with how it turned out. So at uh, King Masan and the Miles, uh, I I have nothing to plug yet, but that might change. So stay tuned. Well, look forward to whatever Miles doing. Catch me on YouTube. Get off Twitter. Participate in the Crackhouse Detox. Crackhouse Detox. I was gonna say use. I was gonna say use hashtag Crackhouse Detox, but that defeats the fucking point. Yeah. Miles, any last words for the show or the people? Get off Twitter. Anime thighs when she open up so wide. I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy 
is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Bitch, I'm bout to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, ayy Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch, don't watch your coochie, watch anime with the bros, though Say with my motherfucking bitch, I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucking kiss And man, if you talking shit, tell Ryuki you on a list Yeah, your sister is my groupie, she take this anime Dick. Okay, okay, like little bitch, I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy, you can call me Spike Lee. Putting out fire, getting ice, bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big ass titties, she's only five. Anime thighs, when she open up so wide, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big So please can you just give me head Please just get on your knees Bitch I'll beat up that ass like my name is Bruce Lee And I'll eat up that pussy like I'm Connick Key Ay. Asian people driving Are they even trying? I be buying all this hentai so I jerk it I'm not lying Now I'm sighing cause I want Hatsune Miku Now I'm crying When I fuck anime bitches I'll be moaning and be whining Ay. Thick thighs look sexy even when especially She decides to wear her dress Ooh nuzzles on my neck Now we laying on the bed Man I love my body pillow especially giving head You know what's next Anime thighs when she open up so wide I got a twinkle in my eye Asian pussy is so tight I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh she got them big ass titties She's only five <laughs> That was gay